0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, where we had a special guest in today who was on good form. He has his autobiography out, and it was Alan Brazil. Ever heard of him? He was, uh, he was great, wasn't he, Andy? Yeah, when he eventually turned up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't on time, but we didn't expect that anyway. Yeah, yeah. We also spoke to the foodie footballer Mark Pugh, formerly of Bournemouth, who has gone back to Shrewsbury after 11 years. Uh, the Moose got involved in that conversation, as you'll discover. Um, what else did we
3: do, we had Andy? Course course we it we about
2: last week. And clips of the midweek. Oh, clips of the midweek. Here it all is.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, yeah, I started off with the uh, Man City game. And mm. uh, yeah, they played very well, actually. They're looking much better. I thought they moved the ball quicker. And uh, for those interested in these things, though, uh, Kevin De Bruyne's shirt was not tucked in. Oh, OK. Outside, Does yeah. that bother you? No, not at all. Most um, shirts these days are tucked in, <laughs> because the players... It's a reference. Don't oh, know. OK. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you were just making a general point about football and shirts. I did notice about De Broglie, though, that ball... His foot is like a putter. The way he put yeah. the ball in for Torres for that first goal, mm. he just rolled it in perfectly. He's a wonderful player, yeah. he really is. I know it's not an original thing to say, but he, he certainly is. I, t- I, t- I did not what I did see. You're, bra- like... You're
2: sticking your neck out. I am, yeah. You're desperate to be clickbait. Andy Jacobs says...
3: Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> wonderful player. That won't go viral. <laughs> Not a lot of what I said does, really. But no, no. Uh, the fans at Locomotive, though, for <laughs> the buying game, there were quite a few. And I actually found myself really, you know, really dying to go. I felt jealous of the yeah. fake crowd. Okay.
2: That's well, do you know bad. where I was last night? Because I had to. Rely oh, you went, on, did you? I had to rely on highlights. I uh, of the Champions League when I got in because I went and saw some live football. Mm. I went to see um, and some of the boys I play football with on a Friday have become season ticket holders at at, uh, Potter's Bar, the local club there. So I I, I went along. What's wrong? What do
3: you mean, (laughs) yeah? Why you got that disparaging look and tone in your voice? It's not the same, is it? Of course it is. It's live football. What, Potter's Bar? Going to Potter's Bar is the same as going to White Hart Lane. No, of course it's not. No, but, you
2: know, that's not the point, is it, really? It's a
3: chance to see live
2: football. And the interesting thing, I you know, mm. a couple of live games I've seen, but sort of grassroots matches, they play Worthing. Mm. And there was, must have been about 50 Worthing fans who'd made, on a Tuesday night, you know, basically coming from Brighton. Yeah. they they, 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 they were, you know they were rewarded with a two they were 1-0 down they were mm. the top of the league and they won 2-1 well, that's what they was glory it glory hunters it was it <laughs> was an entertaining game that sound good there was 311 there which mm. somebody was telling us from the club was the i think the highest uh, league gate they've had so i think a lot of people are getting mm. to that stage a lot of people last night they thought you know, I've got to go and see some live football, so
3: it was... Yeah, I do, joking aside, I understand... 12 totally quid,
2: it was 12 sure. quid to get in, the club did a brilliant job, mm. and um, they've been, uh, you know, they got with the social distancing right, they had the bar open, they're making a few quid over the bar, you could have a pint and watch the game, it was all very civilised, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dot a few games around the season, yeah, well, definitely. I
3: don't, you know, it's good if I... It's just not quite for me, but I mean... No, you know, it's, that, it's am-dram for you, isn't it, Andy, I think, It is it a little bit, like, but I, I do get it, and I think it's great, and it's, mm. look, it's better than nothing, there's, there's a... Definitely, for sure.
2: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it says that above the <laughs> stage. Welcome to <laughs> Bite. It's better than nothing. Uh, that's not the way they see it. They've got, you know, proper hardcore fan base who go to... They had their ultras behind
3: the goal. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. We're all um, we're all missing football. <laughs> no question and about it. And look at me, the producer's shaking his head now from the lofty perch of the National League.
2: They won. 4-1, oh, no, those. They, they're, nice, they're, they're top of the league. Yeah. yeah they're they're top well. of the league. Actually, he's shaking his head at you,
3: not at me. But there we are. No, it's So you. anyway, Andy, what else did we uh, hear, Yes. Right? Uh, but uh, Michael Frost, mm. listen, listen to what he's missing. He said, "I enjoy watching football on TV, but matches are ruined by the commentary commentators' banal mm. chatter." Mm. Oh, how I miss the late Kenneth Wollstone home. Wow, who knew when to keep his mouth shut? Wow. Well, he, he's he, he not he like anybody speak. since.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's quite a long time. Can again. I make a serious point about Luca Dean and his uh, the, the the three games to one game drop of the ban? I'm not I'm not questioning the decision. Mm. All mm. I would say is, mm. what good is that to Everton now? Really, because all that's really saying is that the referee and the VAR got that wrong. So we're going back to what we were saying the other day about clear and obvious. You know, we are saying it's a, that threshold, which means a VAR won't step in when it views uh, a decision. And so they could have easily have said to him, because clearly the panel that's looked at it mm. didn't think it was it was serious foul play worthy of three games. They still right? gave him one, though. They still, I still gave him one. But they didn't give him three. They didn't give him the full tariff. It because that's what he It doesn't exist. That's what he was saying before. It doesn't sent exist, off for. does it? I mean, it's either a yellow
3: card or it's a red card yeah. three game ban. How well, can it be a one game ban? Well, exactly.
2: That's the point I'm making. No, Someone's looked at it and said it was orange. Yeah. There's no such thing as an orange card. So, what should have happened is that the, the, the official, rather than all this nonsense about, oh, did it reach the threshold of clear and obvious, I don't think it did, we'll back the referee, <laughs> so annoying, was to it? say, you might want to have a look at that again, he, he may have a point about it being accidental. So what happens now is, Carlo Ancelotti was raging against it, I mean, whatever you think of the tackle, and a lot of people think he, sh- he should have got three games, and it was a bad one because he had he had two bites at him. Mm. But on the basis that they've decided it isn't as bad as the ref thought and the VAR didn't step in, They've let, him, they've let Everton down, haven't they? Everton probably wouldn't have got back into that game the way they were playing, but they might have done with 11 men. So it's rubbish. And what I'm saying is it's rubbish and we've got to get a, get rid of clear and obvious and all that nonsense. It's stupid. Anyway, leave it, we'll leave it no, there.
3: No, no, I agree with you. It's, it, it isn't right. Um, I was trying to find the Got got very excited there because uh, Mo Farah is going to be in... Uh, I'm a celebrity. Yes, I'm that, yeah. I'm entirely sure it's going to be that great. Really, and the whole point of it, isn't it? It's in the jungle. But I love the fact that, that uh They told us the uh, where was that bit? I can't even find it. That's brilliant. Explain what the mobot was. I think it can't be anybody that doesn't know what the mobot is. Surely everybody knows that. The What's weren't... the mobot, Andy? <laughs> of course, you know what it is. <laughs> it's brilliantly explained. And um, and Liverpool struggled a bit against Michelin. Yeah, I thought. Michelin. Oh, Mission, they got a star though, didn't they? They didn't get the three stars they were expecting. <laughs> they've got a player called Evander. I think he used to play for Vatican City. The pitch was known as Evander's Holyfield. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm Thank sure it was. Yeah. Um, and what do you make of them then? Because I said I was, I was just was, watching uh, highlights. Li- it's interesting. Liverpool, uh, you know, seriously missing Van Dijk. You yeah, know, they've got a lot of injuries and it's a problem for them. But they do have. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Still, mm. quality and you know enough quality to win a game and win games. And I think it's interesting. United apparently are going to make a bid for Upper Mcarnu uh, next yeah. summer. I think it'd be too late. they would be at Liverpool. I'm sure they're going to they're going to have to buy yeah. in January.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Clips
2: of the Week. Well, kind of, because, as we've been telling you over the mm. past few weeks, and we kind of did this sort of tail end of lockdown a bit, didn't we? Some old yeah. mini-discs. We need a voice uh, across that bit going,
3: classic, or something, like, it, that, something yeah.
2: like that. That's something like that, gold. Can you, uh, can you amend that by classic, next week, John? Classic clips of the mid-week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we found these old mini-discs in the office, and they've been digitised, and here they are. We've not heard these clips since 2007. They're, just, they're not best of, it's random selection of clips from... 2007. A flavour A flavour of, of what went out that day. Some will be better than others, I guess. The producer's had to listen to him. Uh, he stakes his reputation on them, which is which is good of him. Um, <laughs> so, let's see what they're like, Andy. And um, he's written us new intros. We begin with Mike Parry and Andy Townsend. And a competition question.
4: What nationality was last year's Bupa Great North Run Men's Race Winner? Mm. We offered you A, South African or B, Kenyan. Yes, And, of course, the answer, Andy, was...
0: I haven't got a clue.
4: South Africa, as Hendrik Ramala won in one minute, 1.03 seconds.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Great North Run. Don't go back to Mike saying all those years ago, a man would run 100 (laughs) metres in a second. What's buper?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good old Mike. eh? Here's our much-loved and sadly missed former cricket correspondent, Jack Bannister, with News of a Wicket.
4: Suddenly, Peterson saw it was Ganguly and thought, "Let's try and uh, j- jostle him up a bit and take the mickey." And turned and sprinted for another run with Shah. As soon as he saw the sprint, said, "No, no, no."
2: There we are. Of course, <laughs> uh, back in 2007, that did remind us of something. <laughs> they
4: tried to make me go to rehab.
3: I said, "No, no, no." Yeah. <laughs> you get the idea don't yeah, That's, yeah, that's Yes, Andy. Uh, it's Graham Beecroft now with a question for Spanish expert Paul breen Turner about Chelsea's Champions League opponents, Valencia. It's They're strange really that because Paul.
4: you look at them, Paul, and they've, they've got what twelve is it, or thirteen internationals in in their squad. Twelve or thirteen
2: internationals in their squad. I don't. What's quite, wrong with that? Uh, what's wrong with the clip? What? Oh, you've got to read the next one. Oh, it's a two-parter. Oh, sorry. Doing two. sorry. <laughs> yeah, good knowledge, Beaky. Well, I don't know. I'm just doing these cold. No, no. Nice one, says the producer here. Let's see what question Alan followed up with.
5: <laughs> but a, a good squad this time, Paul. I think they've got 13 full Spanish
3: internationals, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Or 12. Yeah, 12 or 13, <laughs> I believe. I believe, Alan. It's marvellous, isn't it? Yeah. And this is Mike Parry reading out a text about the performance of England's Emil Heskey.
4: Right, um, Emil had a, bl- a blind... A bl- it says a blender here, but he means a blinder. Well, he might have, have a, blender. <laughs> a blender. He was
2: on with us, like, next time he's on, we'll ask him. Has he got a Perhaps blender? make me a smoothie. <laughs> it would be good, wouldn't he? Here's uh, <laughs> long-serving breakfast co-host Ronnie Irani, who, of course, was on drive the other night, wasn't he, with uh, Goughy yes. uh, and Adrian, uh, right at the beginning of his stint alongside Alan with a famous sporting quote. Bill
0: Shankly once said, some people in football, it's a matter of life and death. I can assure you... Much it is more important than mm. that. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I think that's what
3: Bill said. <laughs> it was Yoda, wasn't it? Not yeah. Bill Shatley. <laughs> it was. Mr Brazil again, uh, this time talking racing with Derek Tomo Thompson and some surprising news about an old talk sport colleague. He was the best I've ever trained. We think he'd have won the ARC
5: and the Classic. I think he's probably right. Of course, sadly, we'll never know. And uh, my good friend Ian Wright has been uh, flown over there by Private Jet Sheikh Mohammed's Private Jet to to do the surgery on him. <laughs>
2: that was quite didn't righty, it, didn't it? It's just, he does equine yeah. surgery. He was in non-league surgery. Yeah. He, 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 he next time, out. next time he's on Match <laughs> of the Day, Gary's got to ask him about equine <laughs> surgery. Uh, back to uh, Graham Beecroft, reading out a text
5: alongside Big Al. One more, this is from uh, Al Stewart, who's in Essex. Oh, the ear of the cat. Uh, the moose's new name. You mean Al, and it's Stewart. Oh, it's Al
4: Stewart. So, I don't know. From Stewart in Essex. Anyway, whatever. Al. No, Al it is. to me, and it's Stewart in Essex. All right, okay. Oh, I see what Here you mean. Are the Al cat. full stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> For goodness sake. Chance <laughs> to have a sing song, though, eh? Nice track, though. I like that track. Yes. <laughs> Alvin Martin now. A little known fact about Alvin, back in 2007, he actually built a time machine. Wow. I think the surprising thing was was the timing uh, of this. And,
4: uh, you know, I was chatting to somebody at Liverpool tomorrow it's brilliant (laughs) Alvin back to the
2: future (laughs) marvellous Uh, here's Mr Parry again
4: Arrivederci Roma. Now then, earlier in the show, we gave you your first clue to an ancient city for a chance to win a trip for two to Rome. Hence me singing Arrivederci Roma, isn't that, okay? Isn't that goodbye, Rome? Really? Well, it's it's I it's, mean, it's, I it's talking, hello and goodbye, about... actually. Arrivederci means hello, goodbye. You know what I mean? Does it? Yeah, I thought it, it does. meant
2: goodbye. No, Michael. no,
4: no. no. It, it means hello and goodbye to the ancient city. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> it's <blanking> it. it's <laughs> just blagging it. Just blagging it
0: like it's he usually rubbish.
2: does. And needless to say, Andy Townsend (laughs) didn't let
0: that
1: one lie Uh, YouTube Mr Mm. Parry Arrivederci means only goodbye ciao means both hello and goodbye says Tony see I don't know anyway. Italian
4: not colloquially Tony on the M25 get yourself down on the Spanish steps there in
3: Rome (laughs) (laughs) he's great he's great isn't he and so uh, Andy finally and finally it's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues with an interesting story for a listener i don 't think they 've been washed over the Weir, for example, no. and they 're hardly likely to swim downstream
4: through the lock cut because once they get into those big secure lock cuts, and there are a few quite
3: long lock cuts as you come down the river because the lower Thames wasn 't flooded, although there was flood watch, it didn 't actually flood the t- the water levels didn 't get as high
4: as they did in two thousand and three right. so when, once you get to the um, the, the, the section
3: like the, the lock cut at Teddington, which is a particularly long, particularly wide. And and relatively deep lock cut. There's plenty of sanctuary there for the fish, and I couldn't imagine them uh, wanting to travel through through the lock to get out of that bit of comfort.
4: Uh huh. Uh -huh. Anyway. Right. Okay
2: then, Keith. Um, Well, thanks for that. Slightly fizzled out. Didn't seem massively interested, did he? By the end of it, fan of lock. Yeah, that's well done, Andy. I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad you did. I think we're in the madhouse there. So there we are. We'll find some old classic clips if we can... Uh, and we'll read the script week. before we actually do yes, it. Yes, we will week. because the producers put a lot of work into <laughs> us uh, reading it properly. Not one why both something of us was going, funny. What's this clip? Why is that funny? <laughs> yeah, it Please po- tell us. That was very poor. Now I look next door and I look at the slightly worried faces of the production team, which would suggest <laughs> no, Mr. Sir. Brazil Honestly. is not yet in the building. We even had an internal minor. Press this will be in the third book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember once I, you know, I got on it and I. Is, 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 I'm, getting, I'm being told. We don't know that he
3: isn't. Uh, that, yeah. So that, that what does that mean exactly? It's fantastic. Dave Richards, yeah. who's uh, one of our executive producers, he's, uh, he's supposed to be minding Alan this afternoon. I've just seen him wandering about without Alan. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> he needs man marking, Alan, when he's going to be on the air. We know what he's like.
2: You've got, you've really got to go tight on it him. I mean, I'm amen. going to
3: interview you as Alan.
2: Well, I, well, I've rather look at the book, so <laughs> I, could, I could, I could possibly do some of it. I did, I did uh, compare one of his and Ray's after dinner do. So I do, I do know quite a lot of the stories, but I don't. Got, I'm give it the delivery but anyway look who knows who knows with a big man he not might the be t- here title
3: of the book's only here for a visit well you're not it's yeah. not here not, for a visit to
2: the studio <laughs> fantastic isn't it i wouldn't mind he's with the publicists from the publishing company i don't know who it is a poor fellow or poor girl is probably under a table somewhere in a pub imagine. <laughs> imagine that you know being imagine being poured into a cab at the moment you oh know. dear Anyway, oh, look. Oh, well, you never know. Look, you know, really, what do you expect? I mean, when we booked him, it was always high risk. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I said, you, two sections. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the producer, I said, you know how, he probably won't turn yeah. up. And he said, no, don't, don't be so stupid. Of course he will. He's coming up. He's in the building. He's in the lift, apparently.
0: Is he? After all that, yeah. Oh, marvellous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Just look at some of the authors that have uh, been published by the great people at Penguin over the years. Dickens, Dostoevsky, <laughs> Roe Dahl, John <laughs> Mike Dickens, <laughs> <laughs> Barack Obama, now add to the list, <laughs> Alan Brazil, Alan's uh, autobiography. Yeah, by the way,
5: I could do a better job in America than them two tubes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's called Only Here for a Visit. And at one point, we didn't think you were going to visit us today. But uh, oh, come on! <laughs>
5: now you have to travel from darkest Suffolk to get here. <laughs> no,
3: no, we're happy you're here. To me, that title—that's your philosophy of life, isn't it? Only yeah, I so.
5: yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. I touch on it in the book, guys, and and great to be on. By the way, um, that I've met so many, you know, players that I played against, older players, younger players coming through, and there's so many stories, so many tales. Where some have gone on to do great things, others mm. really sad injuries, depression. You know, and it's that's why I decided as a kid. I thought, come on, roll your sleeves up, get on with it. You know, you you can't wing, you can't have your mother's hand all the time. Get on with it and make the best of things. You yeah. talk in the book about you, you. You had your own pub at one time, and you lost that, and it was a big real well, adjustment in your life. Didn't the you? reason why I had the pub, I was I was actually sorting the finance for a couple of guys who were buying the pub, right, and they couldn't get it, and I could, and I thought, hold on a minute, I'm not doing a lot. I'll have a go at this, and by the way, I loved it. Mm. I, can, I can, I can believe it. I can you, see you as a publican. the, yeah. no, the people of Ipswich loved it. They supported me like you can't believe. Yeah. And then I remember one game, I think it was Brighton, end of the season, we had to win to stay up. We sold out everything before the game, and we had to scamper around and get booze in, because we won, we we stayed in the Premier. Yeah. And we got a load of booze in, and I couldn't get them out. There was 500 people in the pub, and a 1,000 outside. The police had to close the road, because we were very close to the football ground. And those were, I've, I've had some brilliant nights in there. I mean brilliant, but... There Was something it, it, it wasn't for me long term, that's all. And I started doing a little bit of media, right? You know, I heard you two guys, and I thought, Well, I can, hey, do can anybody yeah.
3: can do that. Be easy. in the book, Alan. It's a very interesting, I'm the descri- kidding. yeah. There's a very interesting description in the book of your first ever broadcast here at Talk Sport, yeah, and Oxford Street, yeah, yeah. and it confirms um, what I've always thought about you, which I'm quite envious of because I don't have this, is you are a natural. Broadcasting, no, what I call. when no, you are. That. You, you didn't, turned on. You had ten minutes. You turned up and you did the show. I mean, that takes a bit. Well, of, I tell you the truth, a okay? style you've maintained for the. 20 <laughs> years. I, t- I tell you the truth.
5: Well, I, I, I've got it down to three minutes, not <laughs> ten. We were in the Red Fort. People say me, "How can you remember forty years ago football and yeah. 20 mm. years I, I can. Mm. We were in the Red Fort, and it was a bit of a. It, it wasn't just a boozy lunch. We're trying to make a few quid, mm. and I was with Paul Miller from yeah, Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he'd, he'd set it up. And, and towards the end of the afternoon, I thought, oh, crikey, Maxie, Maxie Miller. I said, you got, I meant to be doing some radio station. at seven o'clock. He went, what? <laughs> blow it out. I said, no, I said, I'll do it. I can't blow it out. Hmm. And let me tell you, we had a great lunch. I mean, <laughs> in fact, one of the ladies at lunch <laughs> fell over. Wow, <laughs> she collapsed, and all these Americans <laughs> had to move tables trying to give her the kiss of life. And, oh and, no! And but she she does this. She's got a problem. Not not booze. <laughs> She's just had a problem. She loses air, and and they've got they've ripped her blouse. Something blind. Like, get up. And She smacks this yank right in the face. Get off, get off. And Anyway, it was all sorted. She was fine. She was happy. Oh, OK. And so I you like, felt safe to leave and do the radio? I went, right? it's 20 to 7. Max, you got to help me. What, what, what do you mean, where? I said, I've got to go over the road to Oxford Street. Uh, I've got to do radio. What sort of radio? I said, I don't know. I said, don't know. Some guy, Paddy, invited me to do it. I don't know. So anyway, we found the radio station. And there he was, Porky. Hey, five minutes to 7. What, what time do you got? I said, shut up. What, what? Where's my script? What do you want me to do? With? No, 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 no script. <laughs> script. Just go on there and say hello and tell them who you are. And a few of the cabs who are having a rest of the night on the break will phone you out I went,
2: <laughs> get lost. No chance.
5: Good recovery. You're having a laugh. And I looked at Max and went, Come on, we'll have a laugh. And we sat down, I swear, and the light went on about three minutes past seven after the news. Hi, I'm Alan Brazil with Paul Miller from Tottenham. Anyone out there? You want to give us a call? We're going to talk about a couple of stories, and that was it. And off you went for two hours, and the red lights, bing, 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 bing. All the calls come in. Yeah, and I walked out there, and I thought enjoyed that that was nice mm.
2: little did you know that the, the mm. Mr Parry who was giving you some
5: clog that night was going to be quite a, a major part
2: oh. of your life he's quite a major part of the book isn't it's he very, very funny stuff so I, I, listen, listen,
5: listen he reckons You said I picked you Just <laughs> <laughs> sorry what a load and tosh he you know it was Claire who was Claire I forget second. Claire, yeah. Fair Claire Fair was there yeah. and Alan don't worry don't worry about him just get your headphones on <laughs> Where is that little oompa loompa you know and <laughs>
3: And that's the first of my mountain. Yeah. And the book differs from the first... Sorry, Paul. Yeah. It differs from the first one you wrote with Mike Parry because... Well, that, it was all about him. That's why. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. so yeah. was all about him? He so goes this is my, my proper autobiography.
4: The yeah, first yeah, one yeah. was Parry's.
2: <laughs> you also talk about your, your playing career, Al, don't you? Yeah. And it's interesting you say at the top there's people that only know you from the radio. They don't know you, mm. you were a professional footballer. It's no.
5: bizarre, isn't it, No, really? no absolutely. And... In the last few days, I've been doing a lot of uh, media, talking to reporters and some who covered my playing career. Yeah. And they basically said to me, you know, it's a shame people don't remember you because you did get a goal or two. Yeah, yeah. And mm. if you look at my record, I played in the World Cup, I played in the top flight, and I did score no worse than one in three every game I played in, mm. which is not bad. And I played with some great, great players. Um, but when I all finished when I was 27... I was sort of relieved because I knew there was something wrong with me because it didn't really happen to Spurs. It did. it. Well, 12 games to go, I went to Spurs, scored six goals and we got in Europe, mm. right? And following year, we won the UFA Cup. Yeah, I'm not saying that was down to me, but I definitely helped. Mm. Then went to United and United, I think I played 90 minutes, 26 times, scored 12. So it wasn't a horror story, but it wasn't my Ipswich farm. I knew yeah. there was something wrong.
2: What was it? What packing up there at twenty-seven when you've been? Successful? It was a relief.
5: And, was it really? Because you were in so much I knew pain. There was something. No, I knew there was something wrong. And eventually, when I went to Coventry, because Ron Atkinson said to me, "Coventry are coming up, Don Mackay, manager, and I'm selling you. We're, getting, we're having Teddy Gibson. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and you're going there, or you're rotting my reserves." And I always remember he said that to me. But in saying that, to be fair, Ron bought Alan Brazil, who was scoring 28 goals at Ipswich, mm. and maybe didn't work at Tottenham, and he thought he could rekindle that spirit and form. So to be fair to him, he paid a lot of money for me, so I'm not blaming him. Mm. But I'll never forget what he said, you know, you're rotten my reserves. And unlike players now who might just sit there and take the door, I thought, I'll stuff you, I'm off then, I'll go, no yeah. problem. Coventry didn't last long, QPR'd it, and, and eventually it got to the stage I was going round all over the country trying to find a cure for a problem I had, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. In other words, I could I could clean my teeth in the morning, if I took my hand off the sink, my head would go, boom, straight in the basin. Wow. I had to wash with one hand, took my hand off the bit, ba- bang. Wow. So I knew I had a problem. Mm-hmm. And it turned out eventually it was... Um, S1L5 your disc sacroiliac joint bottom disc I needed a spinal fusion which Ian Botham had a long time ago but they didn't work in those days Mm. so when I was eventually said it's over your time's up Believe it or not, I was relieved. Wow, interesting. There's a story we won't have time for
2: because it, it it's it's one. i so the audio book will be. You've done the audio book, haven't you? I see. I saw some pictures the uh, other day.
5: I have, but that's another story. We'll come to that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alan Brazil is
0: with us in the studio. We're chatting about his autobiography, The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Alan
2: Brazil's with us in the studio chatting about his autobiography, only here for a visit, which is out this week, and a bit of Rod Stewart because he's, he's a regular caller. You two are old mates, aren't you? You've had a few
5: socials together. Rod's great, um, and I mean great. Uh, and and it's not all front when he starts talking about Celtic, his beloved mm. Celtic. In fact, his brother's a Ranger supporter. I don't know if that's well known. Mm. Sorry, Rod. <laughs> but, um, no, no, he is. So I I stayed with Rod. I first met him in eighty two. Apart from all the concerts I've been there, yeah. In nineteen eighty two World Cup, Jock Stein dropped the Scottish bus off at his villa, and we had a great time, and it was magic. And but he really is a massive Scotland and especially Celtic fan. It's mm. not show. It's not all. You know, I'll pick a club. No, 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 no. He. I. I. I've spent the night at his house. And then we flew up private jet to Glasgow to Parkhead or Celtic Park, and he was quizzing me about this and that and and let me tell you now, um, I was heartbroken when the banner went up from, um, you know the Green Brigade the the the, ultras they call them right, yeah. Celtic supporters and um, get stuff, Rod. It was a bit it was a bit more than that. Yeah, but, uh, this guy loves Celtic, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you now, I would I would pick ten of the Green Brigade, and if the listener now. Listen carefully. I'd t- I'd pick ten of you, right? And we'll go through a few games and I'll bet you Rod knows more about Celtic than you do. But that you're your love teacher. of
3: Celtic comes through as well. You're, you're oh God, as a book. kid, yeah.
5: forgot you know, I, I grew up um south side of Glasgow. In fact, I was born in Govan. Oh wow, Rangers country. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. I was born in the Govan Hotel in the hospital, excuse me. Yeah um Southern General and then moved and Govan is not exactly you know Beverly Hills, <laughs> and then moved to Castlemoor, which is even worse. Three stations <laughs> go about together because they're scared, right? And then we, we 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 settled down above Hamden Park in a place called Simmell, and I used to watch kick a ball about every day, every chance I come back from primary school, whatever, get a ball on the street, and looking down 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 the hill was Hamden Park and where the, the Rangers end was always covered which I can never work that out at Celtic Park at Rangers at Hamden they always had a cover mm. and as you know always pour in Glasgow <laughs> we used to get soaked but when there was a, a score in cup finals normally always was Celtic Rangers the hands went up and the Celtic end it was a muffled drawer. when Rangers scored the dust come up because it, it was weird <laughs> it was all dusty subtle, they, and it was louder so and I, and I, I used to dream of I'm going to play there one day I'm going to play there one day. And going back to Rod, you know, he got into the Celtic thing and he loves it. He, absolutely, I, he invited me to his house, his gym snooker room. Hmm. I said, I'm not going to the gym, Rod, but I'll have a game of snooker <laughs> with you. It was, like, it was like, I swear, it was like, uh, there was Celtic pictures, scarves, rosettes.
3: It was unbelievable yeah, yeah. in that room. It's um, only you call. Sorry, yeah. Paul. You, you call him Rod. There, one name. But we've noticed something that you lately on your Thursday and Friday show have you dropped to the his, Alan. You're like Prince. You call yourself You've Brazil, the Alan. you're just Brazil now. Oh, really? Your <laughs> yes. It's your trademark. Yes, Brazil. Me. It's just it? me, Brazil. Like well, no. it's
5: no longer the Alan Brazil Sports <laughs>
2: Breakfast, no, is it? That's why. I see. That's oh, right. See. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah.
3: We'll move on. <laughs> you um, you
2: pay tribute to your long-suffering wife Jill and and you do, and your daughters. Women and suffer. You do make the point. I mean. Being a footballer's wife is never easy because you you say when Tottenham sign you, you're happy in Ipswich, you don't want to really leave. Mm -hmm. Suddenly. You move in, wife and kids with you to London, mm. and then after that, the broadcast career. you spent a lot of time down here, so she's been she's been your rock. I think it's fair. Oh,
5: same, without a she? doubt. Yeah. And and my my kids and my grandkids. I've got three daughters, <clears throat> three grandkids. Lovely pictures
3: in the book. And I've yeah. got another.
5: Um, uh, I can tell you now. My doctor, my youngest, she's having a, another girl. Well, <laughs> she's having her first kid, which is another girl. Yeah, <laughs> she with fireworks um two weeks ago.
2: So all the grandkids, girls at the moment. Oh or, yes. Oh okay. Um, you, interesting
5: yeah you want right, to play a
2: bit right. of football in the garden do you with with the with the, with the um, you can play
5: with the grand play well, with the granddaughters yeah it's it's difficult but they're they're fantastic and they're, going back to my wife she is a rock yeah there's no doubt about it cuz i i had some ups and downs by the way make no mistake about it there was times i was on my knees skint hmm. but i always said nah, nah tomorrow's another day don't worry about that roll the sleeves up here we go and it's going to be better than ever. Yeah, and I
3: think at the moment it is better than ever. Yeah, the thing in the book has got of that belief. Sure, yeah, sure, no, good. I understand. Where loose women start criti- you made a comment about you, and they start yeah. criticising you about it. Well, they did,
5: but by all accounts, the lovely Stacey stuck up
3: for me. I didn't Stacey see this.
5: Solomon. Yeah, mm. it's always mm. hearsay, isn't it? But one or two... I, I, in fact, I think I called them old trouts, which was... <laughs> I will apologise Yeah, then. It's good that you apologise for that now. But right? What yes, I will say <laughs> is the old trouts had no... They're, they're, how can they ever go at me? Have a look yeah. at their relationships. Yeah. <laughs> their long-time <laughs> marriages. Right? They changed the name of the programme to Loose Trouts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. So I did lose it a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, they were talking about, Joe will get me my Frosties, and then shoot outside... To <laughs> get the car ready, put the heating on and get the yeah. scrape and scrape. Only because she wants me safe to get here to yeah. earn some money.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's not love. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get to <laughs> London to earn money. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what the point they miss. Yeah. Have you ever been starstruck, mm-hmm. Al? Have you ever have you ever a point where you had a guest in the studio that you have got starstruck about or
5: not over the years? Yeah, or the I one very memorable ones? I don't think so, so um... I talk about... Uh, I've had some great guests. Crikey. Uh, by the way, Tyson Fury lately was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. He, he sat where you're sitting, honestly, Andy. Bit taller. Yeah, But, yeah. but he looked brilliant. <laughs> he looked as if he'd just jetted in from Miami. Yeah. But he didn't look like a full-blown heavyweight. He looked as if he'd walked out of um, CNA or Burton's window. You know, he was dressed up. But then he started talking about his troubles. Good stuff. And then the troubles came yeah. where he spoke about... Mm. I was driving my car and I just I was confused didn't know what to do and I put my foot in the accelerator more and there was a tree 100 yards up on the left and I thought I'm going into that I'm going to end this Wow and I was with Ali Ali McCoy and we looked at each other and I went go on and I nearly said what happened. Obviously, he didn't drive into it. <laughs> what
3: happened? Right, but
5: he he, he 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 came out and said about the problems he's had. It was I could have done four hours with him. Yeah, yeah. It was magic. But then George Foreman, before came in, and George has got about seven sons, right? And they're well, all called George. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it was George the fifth who was outside. Yeah, and he was six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> He'd walk out. Morning, George. <laughs> oh, well, what's going on here? Yeah. It's amazing, and the George Foreman, the the, the boxer. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm talking away to him, and he's smiling and chat. See, as soon as the live light went off, what am I doing here, man? This is, sh-. you know, and, <laughs> what am I doing here? Oh God, yeah. And I'm saying, I love your grill, George. I love your, <laughs> yeah. ch-. you know, I'm, i I think he's going to beat me up in a minute. And then, bang, the light came on again. He was nice as pie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you could have done the Allenburg grill, could grill, couldn't you? You could have, you could have gone into the, the grill business. Grill. Yeah, he, he did nightmare yeah. with them dark eyes. He was, like yeah, yeah. was looking like a shark in them dark eyes. Yeah. Oh, dear.
3: Also, in the book, you say, and we're running out of time, but you say. No, we'll do another hour. I have a habit of missing major events. Which yeah. is you, a, you missed a welcome. Amazing. Final, didn't you? Oh, hold on now. I want to get
5: this clear because <laughs> we're in Talksport Studios. Yeah. yeah. I was a late invitee. Don't worry about that. <laughs> this was not planned. Not just one of it was a late show. Would you like to come to the World Cup final? Yeah. And I think is this the time I was in Spain, San Roque in the
3: pool? There was just oh there's a description of a flight to Brisbane which is very Oh funny.
5: no that was another one. Yeah. This, I'm top <laughs> yeah. yeah. of the World Cup
0: final.
5: I'm top of the World Cup final. And, right, and okay. I thought myself am I and I had to change planes to Milan to get to Berlin. I thought no if you'd invited me last week, someone had dropped out. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you were like late That's corner, why I didn't yeah. go. The Brisbane one, we were having as a family, we were having um, an Indian meal at Tower Bridge. Mm-hmm. And the flights were all sorted. And um, anyway, there was a bit of a problem. Some couple of brokers very close to us were just spoiling the whole night with a language. And you could hear all the t- t- tuts from the tables around. I'm, I'm not kidding you. And eventually, I, I really wanted a nice... Lunch, uh, dinner. Yeah. Before I got on the plane, went to Australia, and I had to stand up. And any of came to fisticuffs, right? I told them you little, pr-, you know. And 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 and, 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 and the whole. And anyway, they were ejected, and the whole restaurant stood up and applauded. Oh. But Mrs Brazil wasn't happy. Why don't you just keep your big mouth out of it? Right? <laughs> so we had a row. Anyway, it was time to get on the plane. Yeah. And I was going. I say "You're not going all the way to Heathrow. Jump the tube." But there was massive problems on the tube. Right. And I and I ended up getting Heathrow and I missed it, right? And I thought, "What's Beaky going to do?" I was I was sitting <laughs> next to Graham Beecroft on the plane, so he's obviously flown off. Yeah. So I've gone to the the desk. I said, Look, I've got I've got I've got to get there. Any chance?" So they made me go the other way around by LA, the long way around. Right. I said, "No problem." And I got my card out and I paid it. And I was there for the first show. So, again, people make a big thing out of nothing. (laughs) I get paid from 6 to 10, Monday to Friday, and I was there. So not a problem.
2: It's a lot of fun, Al. Brilliant. Well done. And I said, you're working on the audiobook. Still bits to do, but imagine some of these stories, because I did a gig with you and Ray a little while ago in Ipswich, and you brought some of these stories to life. So I imagine the audiobook will be fun as well, wouldn't it? It's
5: different, by the way. It's the first time I've done it. Oh, okay. And you're a storyteller. One take, was it? One take? Um, no, it's not one take. You, you know, you're doing two a and a half hours a time. Yeah, it's a lot to read, yeah. And, and it's the first time I'd read the book, so you know, it, it, it was hard work. If I'm being honest. But I'll be honest, I'm, I'm glad. No, it was hard that. work, but I'm glad I've done it. Honestly, it's first time I've read the book. We
2: can't top that. Why do you call? Somebody wants to know. We know, but why do you call us Pinky and Perky?
5: Well, you're like a couple of little giggling, you know, a couple you... of TV pigs, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy you guys, honestly. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, you've, been here. You've, been here, you've been here as long as me, haven't you? I know, you? yeah, yeah. We're yeah. still getting away with it somewhere, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I'll, Andy, there must be 82. <laughs> oh, he is.
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs>
3: and <answer>. in fact. <laughs> cheers,
2: 80. Al. Lovely to see you. Best of luck with <laughs> the book. God bless. Thank take you. Alan, you're back tomorrow morning, I'll take it, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) You've forgotten. (laughs) Only Here for a Visit, published by Penguin. Alan
3: Brazil's new book is out now. The
0: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So,
3: Andy, what have you got for us? Um, What have I got? Yes, I've got... uh... A few non-sport football stories. This one here for okay. me. Uh, Jerry Lawton, our old friend in the Daily Star, he said, thousands of revellers plan to mark Halloween by wearing masks bearing the face of Chief Medical Officer Professor Chris Whitty. No, they don't. <laughs> First of all, they won't even be able to go. There won't even be Halloween parties. It's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it and, does seem mad. And Gianni Infantino has yeah. tested positive for COVID-19. Has he really? Yes, I didn't realize. Reported mild symptoms, said the Guardian, and immediately placed himself in self isolation. where he will remain for at least ten days. Meanwhile, mm. Scunthorpe's next three games have been postponed due to their coronavirus outbreak. I was thinking, when Infantino reads it, it seems to be going, "Who's Scunthorpe? <laughs> Do you he's heard of Scunthorpe. <laughs> probably not. he probably hasn't, has he? Are they are they up for the Super League? They've got a, mm. uh, in in France now. They've got this thing which is uh, a new app for people who like picking mushrooms. Oh yeah, but of course." <laughs> it's such a dangerous thing. You've really got to know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there've been a lot of cases of food poisoning. It's been a bit of a disaster, really. Well, a it of a sounds rash it. Of it food sounds poison, yeah, so.
2: you've got to be so careful. In the woods near where I live, mm. we see there's often some of them are beautiful to look at. Yeah. They? I mean often yeah. it's, it's a speciality and these guys know what they're doing. There's these quite elderly Italian mm. guys who come mushroom picking at oh, certain really. times of year. For truffles. They really well they know no, they just know they know their fungi, obviously. <laughs> so um and I just think if, it, yeah. if I worked in telly I'd be looking at those two, be, that's a telly program that, that could yeah. be they, they're, 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 you know what I mean that they, does sound good I actually. mean they, they may not be characters they could be quite dull but I sense they're not <laughs> so I sense so when they're does not. that make a difference yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true have you read any of the yeah. um, stuff today about Christian Coleman the sprinter who uh, has basically been banned and will miss the Olympics? I certainly have. And what's interesting? I tell you what's uh, interesting tests, about that yeah.
3: case. I was saying to John this morning we were talking about this story. And yes, it's featured. Matt Lawton did a lot on it in the Times. Very good work. And yeah. and, and uh, it was on the gym. Wasn't and, it? and other the other broadsheets have done it. But in the sort of popular press, yeah. it's just a tiny little line. and You think? Look where we've gone. This, this is athletics. Yeah. You think when Ben Johnson committed his transgression, yeah. it was a front page worldwide story. Yeah. Now you've got the a world champion being banned from the Olympics, and it's hardly raised a ripple. I know because it, and that that says a lot about athletics
2: that you, you know people aren't it shocked. Does. It's not a news story, but when you look at the detail of this, one of the the, the last mm. uh, transgression was on December the ninth last year. Now remember, he's had a bit of previous for this, yes, and the testers have not been able to find him. So you would think when your reputation and your livelihood um, is really linked to being at home for an hour that you said you'll be at home for, you would be at home for that hour. Yes. So, he was told by the testers to be at home between 7.15 and 8.15, or really, this was the last strike. So, what did he do? He went shopping. <laughs> he went shopping. And the testers waited outside his flat for an hour uh, with the telegraph Tell us today, uh, taking a picture of his nameplate on his door at 8.21 to prove that uh, that they'd not left early. Um, then he tried to claim that uh, he was back at 8.15, but they had the proof he wasn't. And that had a supermarket receipt timed at
3: 8.22. I mean... It, why would uh, you do this look, why do why have sports people broken the covid rules what is it about and you know you we're not the only
2: ones to no be <laughs> no no
3: they're not but if you think about it I mean and uh, uh, it, it's frustrating this because I mean I think Chris Robshaw we've interviewed him he's a good man but I, I, what they did was ridiculous yeah. and I see this morning that the police aren't going to take any action at all I mean it's ludicrous so that's them not fine that's yeah. cummings various footballers Scottish MPs and Robshaw all breaking the rules with no consequences. What's the point of having these rules? That's all I'm yeah. saying. Cool, we've got a bit talk you know, radio, no, haven't we? I don't haven't get we? It. I don't okay, <laughs> I'll put it to you. Tell me, please, why these fines? Okay, please. But it's frustrating, isn't it? Well, it I'm, Mike parry.
2: I think it's mad. But uh, that is mad. That, I mean, that's, mm. this is nothing to do with you know maybe being a bit irresponsible. This is this is personal responsibility. So it's completely yeah. tied to your income, your life, yeah. everything. You are everything kind of that arrogance, you stand for you as an the I mean? person. So, Bonkers. Bonkers, I agree. He he will not be missed. And what a stat. This came... You'll love this, Andy. Mm. This was uh, Nick Harris on Twitter from Sporting Intel. Uh, Of the 50 fastest men's 100-metre sprint times ever, Mm. only 15 have been run by an athlete not banned for drugs or banned for mistests or
3: accused of doping. All 15 were Usain Bolt. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? It's so sad, and it's. Man. I used to love athletics. God, you know, it was one of, apart from football, one of my favourite things. Yeah. And now I've never certainly.
2: Watch it. I mean, like you know, it's the kind of blue riband event, as they say, yes. isn't it? It's, it's the uh, it's the hundred metres for goodness sake. And, well, all
3: of it, you know, br- it should be brilliant. And I, I just think these people, you know, along with what they've done in Russia, and all, they've destroyed their own sport. It's yeah. so sad. It really
0: is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: What is it about
2: Shrewsbury Town that? Uh, that he drives people back. It wasn't that long ago we spoke to yeah. Dave Edwards, formerly of Wolves, about going back there. and uh, That's true. Now, uh, Mark Pugh has done the same after an 11 year break. Very successful 11 years. It's, of course, QPR in Bournemouth. He is also the foodie footballer. We chatted to him uh, during lockdown. I'm very pleased to say he joins us now. Good afternoon, Mark. Good, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Yeah, we're good. good. We're good. So, is it, is it good to be back uh, at Shrewsbury again?
1: Yeah, it's great to be back. I mean, it's been a long time since I played a competitive game. I think it was back in February now and then COVID hit and uh I've been training with Bournemouth. Uh, they've been kind enough to let me train with them for the last six weeks. I've played a couple of under twenty ones games. So yeah, raring to go now and um Shrewsbury's a lovely part of the world and um you know, the uh, the setup's great, so I'm really excited about the challenge. And Charlie Daniels has gone with you, has not he? Yeah, Charlie's gone with me. He's um, he's not played for a long time now. Um, he had a long-term injury, but he's worked hard to get himself back to a good level and uh, he's played the last two games. So um, that'll stand him in good stead. Hopefully he can go on a good run now.
2: How are you feeling this morning? Yes. I mean, because you played just under an hour last night. So you're a bit
1: stiff? To be honest, I'm not too bad. Um, I'm, I feel really good. Um, I think with it, it's not like playing an under-21s game, it's a lot more high intense, so mm. I think um, the management was aware of that as well so it's just building that base and getting that match sharpness back and uh, yeah, I felt really good on the ball um, and this morning I don't feel too bad thankfully.
3: Good, that's good, now we can't not talk about the food because I've been following you on Instagram and you've mm-hmm. produced some really fantastic stuff in the, in the lockdown period uh, is there any plans to take this further?
1: Uh, I think after football, yeah. um, I've got a lot left in the legs, yeah. I feel really good physically, so I want to... My main priority at the moment is doing as well as I can for Shrewsbury Towns and getting them up the league table. But, yeah, um, I'm still going to continue with the food. It's a big part of my life, and uh, I think it's really important as well on the recovery side of things and, you know, uh, maintaining a good level uh, for my football. So, yeah... um, I want to take it further. I want to release a book um, eventually. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be yet, but, yeah, it's on the to-do list for sure. Uh,
2: uh, Aronian Abrahams, the moose, sent you one of his concoctions. (laughs) His food's not so good. I'm not going to call it a recipe. He, he, he sent he sent it to you and I'm giving Mark pure run for his money tonight. I've made a tuna and mushroom omelet with corn on the cob and
0: uh
2: yeah, it's 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 it not not it doesn't look great. It's not beautifully presented, I must be honest, but uh you did point out you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily put uh, tuna in an omelet, would you generally?
1: <laughs> to, to be honest uh, I was being kind there I <laughs> said that to a dog <laughs> but uh, no he's trying bless him but he always gives me a bit of banter about some of my food uh, if it's not uh, a little bit naughty he won't really um, back it to be honest
3: this would be a 1,000 terrible things you can do with tuna. It would be, yeah. 1,000 appalling tuna recipes by Ian Abrams.
2: That's what he He used to microwave it in the old office, Mark, and he'd, uh, he'd stink the place out. He'd microwave all these fishy concoctions and it, uh, he'd stink the office out. Terrible.
1: He needs to get that sorted, Donny. What's
2: wrong with him? So this is a short-term deal for you, isn't it? And then well, you're going to kind of see what happens after that?
1: Yeah, it's a short-term one. I mean, it's a real tricky situation in football, especially League 1, League 2 with the COVID situation, fans not being back in the ground, and they explain that situation to me. I'm just looking forward to getting some football. I mean, it's... it's. I don't want to be going... I don't want to be picking up a wage and not playing. That's that's a be-all and end-all. I want to play football. I want to show everyone what I can do. I'm still I'm still at a good level of fitness, so I want to, like to say, I, I'm just really excited about the challenge. We're, we're not I mean, before I signed for the club, Shrewsbury town They have a lot of possession in games, and they just haven't been hitting the back of the net really. Last night was a little bit different. It was more of a battle, typical Fleetwood town, uh, Mm. game of football, windy conditions. But um, they've got the players. uh, The Gaffer's brilliant. He's been absolutely superb since I've signed and uh, just need to uh, put the ball in the back of the net and uh, get that winning mentality back. I think that's important. What about football
3: in League One? I mean, obviously, it's going to be different to the Premier League, but has, has it moved closer? I mean, you know, keeping the ball, playing out from the back, those things sort of apply?
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, massive in football. When we got promoted through the leagues with Bournemouth, um, we always stuck to that philosophy, and I think it's really important. I mean, certain um, grounds and the pitches aren't as good as higher up the ladder, but... Um, if the conditions are bad, it's difficult to play out. But I think the the best teams can handle the football, um, and that's why they're, they're so successful.
2: Pretty solid start by Jason Tindall. He was on earlier on with Jim White, chatting about it. I mean, they're sixth, Bournemouth mm. at the moment. They've not they've not done too bad, have they?
1: No, yeah, really good start. They probably could have had more points on the board as well. I mean, I looked at the, I watched the Cardiff game when they played away at Cardiff. They should have won that game quite comfortably in the end. But yeah, solid start. I mean, he's uh, he's big shoes to fill uh, with Edio leaving, uh, but he's done a great job. And I, like I say, I trained with him for six weeks, and uh, the coaching standard from him and his coaching staff, Stephen Purchase um, and all the rest of them, are absolutely superb. So I don't see why they can't push for for promotion.
2: Do you see Eddie out for long, Mark? I mean, he's he's been linked with a few jobs already. Um, and do you see him sort of? Do you see him back fairly soon.
1: I'd be very surprised if he takes a job in the championship. But um, if a Premier League club comes along that he really fancies, then um, he's got he's got that habit of you know he, he loves it. He loves the. Um, the pressure situation and he um I think he'll miss that working environment because he just he just loves what he does. So I think he's enjoying... I spoke to him um a good few weeks ago via text and I think he's enjoying the family time at the moment. But mm. like I said, if a club comes along that he fancies, I don't see why he's, why he's not back soon. Are, are you living locally or are you commuting? Um Yeah, I'm living locally. Uh, me and Chaz are going to share a flat from Monday, hopefully. Has he got a I'm kitchen? Sorted. Hey, <laughs> that's a must, that's a must I'm in the hotel at the moment but um, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to be living locally uh, the family will travel up um, at the weekends and stuff so um, it's difficult with a Covid situation you can't really do a lot so I'm just going to play that by you
2: What's Charlie like in the kitchen or will you be doing all the cooking is that <laughs> a given? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be picking him out, to be fair. I think he'll <laughs> quite enjoy my food. <laughs> he's going to do all right then, isn't he? He's
2: going to be great. He's going to get all this gourmet food laid on for him. It's healthy, though, so he'll be OK.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to keep him in shape, won't I?
2: And have you had a chat with Dave Edwards? How's he? I know he's injured at the moment, isn't he? How's, how's he
1: doing? Yeah, I spoke with Dave, actually, the other day. He's, um, he did the warm-up the other day in training, um, and he says he's feeling a lot, lot better. Hopefully he'll be back training with the boys in... Um, the next couple of weeks i think week or two um but yeah he's been doing the warm-ups and getting more involved so he's a great lad dave um the season i signed for shrewsbury 11 years ago i think he just uh he just left that year for luton mm-hmm. so i had a quick chat with him he's he's had a great career and uh fingers crossed he can uh get a lot more games towards the back end of yeah. his career and his injuries clear up and finally what
2: about no crowds last night it must have been a weird experience.
1: Very strange experience, yeah. I mean, I haven't had um, much game time since, well, I haven't had any game time other than the odd friendlier two um, with no crowds. And yeah, strange situation. We really do miss the fans. I think they make the game, to be honest. And uh, it just, um, when you score a goal, there's no better feeling than going celebrating and seeing the smiles on the fans' faces. So fingers crossed we can, uh, we can get them back in soon.
2: Excellent. Mm. Good to talk to you, Mark. You look after yourself. Thanks for joining us. The
0: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We hope you enjoyed all that. Good to hear Alan on fine form. Books available now to pre-order if you uh, fancy a copy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and
0: Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Selling a little or a lot?